Okay, we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for 3.16.08. 3.16.08. And today we're going to be talking about the United Nations, the spiritual foundations of the United Nations, which could be considered the Lucius Trust, the United Nations Meditation Room, Lord Maitreya, and a lot of the other organizations that support this wicked satanic structure that I just mentioned. This first article is entitled uh, that we're going to be going from. We're going to be. I'm going to be citing a lot of different writings today, and um, this is all heavily referenced. What we're going over today. I'm going to try to make this available on the PDF that you'll see connected with the um, this teaching today. So most of the time, particularly lately, I've been trying to put up the PDF files on every teaching if I can which will give you the documentation of what I'm talking about. So you can go up there and research it for yourself. And uh, this article is entitled, Lucius Trust, the Spiritual Foundation of the United Nations. And uh, interesting enough, it has the, the, uh, the banner of the United Nations at the very beginning. And one thing I didn't know, I know I've told you before in times past, where the, the logo, of, logo of the United Nations is... A picture of the world with a wreath around it, which symbolizes their goal is to actually conquer the world. Okay, and I've 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 stated what that meant in earlier teachings. Okay, but one thing I wasn't aware of is that when you look at that world that they have in the United Nations, it's kind of it looks like it's almost like in this target. Okay, and if you count the segments within the target, there's 33 segments that are split up into this world map. And, uh, again, 33 being probably one of the most sacred occult numbers. You know, you have the 33rd degree Mason. Um, the motto of the 33rd degree is Ordo Abka, which is order out of chaos, which is what the goal of the New World is, New World Order and the United Nations and the Freemasons particularly at the higher levels. That's what it is. Order out of chaos. And so you've got 33 segments here in this United Nation logo, so I think that's pretty appropriate. They, they know exactly what they're doing. You know, it's just a lot of it's veiled symbolism, and nobody, you know, unless you really check into this, you're not going to understand what they're trying to convey to you. Now, the Lucius Trust is a publishing house which prints and disseminates United Nations material. It's a it's a devastating indictment on the new age and pagan nature of the, of the United Nations because Lucius Trust was established in 1922 as Lucifer Trust by Alice Bailey. Okay, so the publishing house for the United Nations was originally called Lucifer Trust. Lucifer. And Lucifer Trust was originally established by Alice Bailey who was a follower of H.P. Blavatsky, Helena Petrova Blavatsky, Madame Blavatsky's other, who is one of the most wicked, wicked occultists that this world has ever known. Um, and Alice Bailey carried on her work. She started Lucifer Trust, which was um, then changed to Lucius Trust later, because the, the, uh, the name was too flagrant. They don't, they don't want to quite be that flagrant. But at the beginning, that's what it was called. Now, Lucifer, 
Lucifer Trust was originally also developed as a publishing company to disseminate the books of Bailey and Blavatsky and their Theosophical Society. That was that was what they started. The H.P. Uh, Blavatsky started the Theosophical Society, which is basically like repackaged Satanism slash Luciferianism. The title page of Alice Bailey's book, Initiation, Human and Solar, that's the name of the book, Initiation, Human and Solar, which was originally printed in 1922, and clearly shows the publishing house as Lucifer Publishing um, in 1923. Bailey changed the name to Lucius Trust because Lucifer Trust revealed the true nature of the New Age movement too clearly. Now again, this is all reference, what I'm telling you here. I'm not going to go over every reference here, but it'll be online available for you. At one time, Lucius Trust Office in New York City was located at 666 United Nations Plaza. <laughs> I mean, how flagrant can you possibly get? But you know what? No, no. The United Nations is just about peace and unity and love. I, Doing the research to this particular subject, I got so sick of hearing about how the United Nations wants to usher in a, uh, a era of love and peace and tolerance and mercy and non-separatism when every single thing they ultimately stand for is the exact opposite of what they're saying. Now there's a Bible verse that is appropriate to this. <laughs> Where it says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. They put bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter, and darkness for light, and light for darkness. That's kind of what you think about. Because this is how Satan comes to people. As an angel of light. Oh, I'm this wonderful thing. When in reality, he's just a devil. He is the prince of the devils. But this is what he does. He's very good at it. So at one time, Lucius Trust was located at 666 United Nations Plaza and is a member of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and this is Lucius Trust, under a slick program called World Goodwill. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about World Goodwill. That, that, that information was amazing, and, and you'll, we'll be reading that soon. World Goodwill is a company that was actually an offshoot of Lucius Trust, originally. In an Alice Bailey book called Education for a New Age, she suggests that in a new age, quote, world, citizen, world citizenship should be the goal of the enlightened, with a world federation and a world brain, end of quote. Now, this is a long time ago they were saying this. This was 1923. H.P. Blavatsky was well before that, even. Okay, so these particular women that started this, now I'm not going to say that I give them total credit or whatever, but they were one of the main ones that have brought it in, into where it's evolved today. They started this a long time ago. This isn't something that just, you know, happened last week. So in other words, what, what she was trying to convey is that they, they want a one world government, a new world order. Lucius Trust is sponsored by, among others, Robert McNamara, former Minister of Defense in the USA, President of the World Bank, member of the Rockefeller Foundation, and Thomas Watson, who is um, with IBM, who, which was basically a Nazi 
offshoot, they, they helped the Nazis out quite a bit, IBM. And a former ambassador in Moscow, Lucius Trust sponsors, among other things, the following organizations. Now, one thing about Robert McNamara, he, uh, he made a quote to a French journal, and I believe I read this last week in my Avion Flu presentation, where he said that, that um, one must take draconian measures in uh, basically depopulating the world because their current measures haven't worked, so they have to be much, much more evil. So that was one of his quotes. But there's other, there is other organizations that's, that uh, sponsors Lucius Trust. Listen to these. Well, the United Nations, we know that. Greenpeace International. Greenpeace USA. What are those? Those are heavy-duty environmental organizations. Save the whales. Save the dolphins. Why are, they, why are they publishing, why are they sponsoring, and wanting to help out? Oh, I thought they were good. No, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that I don't want to save the whales or preserve animal rights and things like that. I love animals, okay? But the problem you run into with this is an organization like Greenpeace, who are they yoked up with? Well, their efforts seem noble. Well, their efforts ultimately are going to lead to an to a planet where they're going to take away our rights because Mother Gaia has to be preserved. So although some of what they do is noble, okay, trying to protect, or it seems noble, the reality is, is who they've yoked themselves up with are the most hardcore uh, globalist elite Illuminati that you can possibly be. But see, again, this is how Satan does things. United Nations, United Nations, if you read their literature, comes under the banner of peace, love, tolerance, you know, destroying poverty, feeding the hungry, all this other stuff. When in reality, they're actually doing the exact opposite, if the truth be known. Just a front. And then you have Greenpeace, both International and USA, and you see who they're yoked up with. You have Amnesty International and UNICEF. And supposedly these are all real good organizations. They vaccinate the kitties and the people, which just accelerates the death process. Just see my avian flu presentation. If you have any doubts on, on vaccinations, or email me. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get you my packet on vaccinations. So the United Nations has long been one of the most foremost harbingers for the new spirituality. In a gathering... New World Order based on ancient occult and Freemasonic principles. See, this is ancient Babylonian mystery, mystery religions of Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz repackaged under the guise of this wonderful organization that just is here for our benefit, for the benefit of humanity. Seven years after the birth of the United Nations, a book was published by theosophist and founder of the Lucius, Lucius Trust, Alice Bailey, claiming that, quote, evidence of the growth of human intellect along the needed receptive lines for the preparation of the new age can be seen in the planning of various nations in the efforts of the United Nations to formulate a world plan. This is Alice Bailey, 1955. She's saying that the United Nations was essentially the thing that you had to look through, look to, to actually develop this world plan of a new world order and the new age. 
That was from her book, Discipleship in the New Age, 1955, Lucius Press. They published that her book as well. With, um, let's see here, on page 220 of that book, she also is quoted saying, Within the United Nations is the germ and seed of a great international and meditating reflective group, a group of thinking and informed men and women in whose hands lies the destiny of humanity. You'll see this theme in this teaching today. These arrogant, satanically possessed people firmly believe that they are, they are the planet's only hope. Because they know what's best. That's why when they say we, we need to cull 90 to 95% of the population of the world, like the Georgia Guidestones clearly states, and like many of them clearly will state, Ted Turner... Marie Strong, all these people, when they say they have to kill 90 to 95% of the planet, they firmly believe they're the only ones that have the mental capacity to make that judgment and to pass that judgment on humanity. Who gave them that right? Well, they think who gave them that right is their father. They are of their father, the devil, right? He's the father of lies, and of their works they will do. Isn't that what the Bible says? Well, that's what they're doing. They're very, very arrogant. There's, there's no shortage of ego with these people. You'll see that. Now, quoting, going back to this quote from Alice Bailey, this is largely under the control of many fourth-ray disciples. Whatever that means. Some kind of New Age lingo. Fourth-ray disciples. I looked it up. I couldn't, even, they, I couldn't even find a definition of what that meant. But evidently they saw the light, or whatever, the light of Lucifer. And then it says, if you could realize it, and their point, their point of meditative focus is the intuitional or the Buddhic plane. Interesting. The plane upon which all hierarchical activity today is to be found. Again, that last part was just total New Age drivel. That was on page 220 of that book. Now, to this end, Lucius Trust, under the leadership of Foster and Alice Bailey started a group called World Goodwill. And again, we're going to be talking more about them later. Which is a non, which is an official non-governmental organization within the United Nations. This World Goodwill. Okay, so the stated aim of this group, this World Goodwill, which is this non-governmental organization or NGO, as they refer to them as, they're within the United Nations, and, and started by Lucius Trust. So, hey, at least they've got a good foundation, right? Oh, sorry, just being sarcastic there. The stated aim of this group is, is, quote, to cooperate in the world preparation for the reappearance of the Christ. End of quote. Now that is the stated number one aim of World Goodwill, who is a part of the United Nations, who was started by Lucius Trust, and that's their aim, their main goal, is the preparation for the appearance of the Christ. In this case, we're talking about the Antichrist. See, the New World Orders believe this, I think, a lot more than a lot of the average Christians nowadays. 
you know, you got the dominionists now that think, well, we're just going to usher in the kingdom. The period of tribulation doesn't really apply, or whatever. Or everybody that's relying on the pre-trib rapture theory in, in order, well, we're just going to be whisked out of here. Nothing bad's going to happen to us. Well, again, I hope for the best, prepare for the worst. But uh, I'll tell you what, these new world orders, they've got more of a grip on this. Way more of a grip on this than 99.9% .9 of the Christians who should have a grip on this because they have their Bible. Particularly if they have a King James Bible. Now, just so you know, Lord Maitreya, who I believe is the person they're talking about here when they say the reappearance of the Christ, Lord Maitreya has his own United Nations sponsored website. We're going to be talking a lot about Lord Maitreya today. I really didn't start out the study to try to get into that. But you know what? Almost everything I have ever said in preceding studies regarding this matter, whether it be Lord Maitreya, the Ascended Masters, the, the Nephilim, all of this information cross-confirms itself. I have never, from the, from the time that I was shown this Lord Maitreya character, I have never wavered off. Because all I've gotten is, com is confirmation that most likely, if he's not the Antichrist, he's got to be right up there. Okay? False prophet. I, personally, I think he's the Antichrist. He has his own United Nations sponsored website. Okay, now again, all the stuff I'm reading from today is referenced, and, and you can reference these things if you like. I'll have that in the PDF format. Now, going on with this article, it says, But the esoteric work inside the United Nations does not stop with such recognized occult groups. Oh, and just so you know, we're going to be talking a lot more about Lord, Lord Betraya today. Because there's no way I can delve into the subject without not doing so. Now, much of the impetus for this process... Um, let me just read that last line again. But the esoteric work inside the United Nations does not stop with such recognized occult groupings. Much of the impetus for this process was initiated through the officership of the two Secretary Generals of the United Nations. The first one is Dag Hammarskjöld. He held office from 1953 to 1961. And the second one is Uthat Thant, who succeeded him and one Assistant Secretary General, Dr. Robert Mueller. In a written book to celebrate the philosophy of a guy named Chardon, it is revealed that Dag Hammarskjöld, who is a racial Nordic economist, has ended up as a mystic. In other words, one of their main um, uh, UN Secretary Generals is, is a mystic. Okay, they're all heavily involved in the occult. Every one of these people. Okay, that's par for the course. Another guy named Sri Sri Chinmoy. Now, I think it's it's just a prerequisite. You gotta have a cool name to be one of their higher ups. I mean, you know, hey, what's not to like about Sri Chimoroy? I, I know I'm butchering these names, so forgive me. I've had a lot of people email me saying, you know, one lady even said that I can't email out your stuff because you're not pronouncing the names absolutely phonetically correct. I'm sorry. What can I do? I, I mean, if she, oh, anyway, I'm not perfect. That's what I told her. I'm not perfect. I 
I'm not going to be perfect until Jesus Christ comes back. It's just not going to happen. The, the amount of massive information I have to pour over on a weekly basis limits me in being phonetically correct on every single name I pronounce. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, okay? I'm trying to do my best, you know, what can I do? Like, like the Bible says, man will fail you, that type of thing. I had actually had somebody email me and tell that to me, too, because I, I had, uh, they said I had, um, oh, yeah, because I had mispronounced Joel, and I said Olstein instead of Osteen. And they put the verse in there that, because I did that, the one, the one about how man will fail you. Man! Wow! You know what? You know what they need to do? They need to do this. They need to get up on Sermon Audio or some other platform and, and do their own talk show so they, they can be absolutely phonetically correct on every single word. Sorry. My little rant for the day. But I've had a lot of those emails, so... It's all pent up. Remember it says, Be angry and sin not. Anyway. So anyway, Shri Chinmoy, the New Age guru with a really cool name, meditation leader at the UN wrote, quote, the United Nations is the chosen instrument of God. Okay. To be a chosen instrument means to be a divine messenger, carrying the banner of God's inner vision and outer manifestation. Wow, I feel like getting into a lotus position and contemplating my navel. William Jasper author of A New Age Religion, describes the religion of the United Nations as, quote, a weird and diabolical convergence of New Age mysticism, pantheism, aboriginal animism, now that's a big word, a mouthful, aboriginal animism. Doug, weren't you into that before? Oh, sorry, okay. Not how rumors get started. Um, atheism, communism, socialism, Luciferian occultism, apostate Christianity, Islam, Taoism, Buddhism, and Hinduism. Why didn't he ha throw the uh, Kabbalism, the Kabbalah? Because that's that's really the, the main crux of all this. But he didn't, he didn't want to throw that one in. So this is what he, this, this William Jasper, who's the author of A New World Religion, he describes this UN as all these things rolled into one. Well now, hold on, doesn't that kind of make sense? If they're wanting to pursue a new world order, one world political system, one world currency, one world religious system. And you're going to see, the one world religious system is really the foundational crux of the United Nations. If the truth be known, it's about the religion. It's about the spiritual aspect. That's really the most important thing, I believe, in this whole thing. Now, so you've got all these religions rolled up into one. Well, isn't that going to be the one world religion of the, of the Antichrist? Well, sure. If you go to www.luciustrust.org, they've got their own website. You can find out much more about them and how they've in, they're involved with their work at the United Nations. And let me tell you something: we're going to be we're going to be um, going to I'm going to be reading from the World Goodwill website in a, in a few minutes here, and they're flagrant. <laughs> as as a researcher, 
this was one of the easiest things I ever did, was finding out this information. Because they're so flagrant about it, they're not trying to hide it anymore. It makes my job pretty easy. But you can find out much more about them and how they're involved with their work with the United Nations. And following their link to World Goodwill, because that's, you can get to this World Goodwill site through Lucius Trust. You can, you can, and this is what we're going to be quoting from in a second. Before, I'm just going to finish out this article. Um, this is talking about the Aquarian Age community. Curtis Dahl, who was FDR's Franklin Delano Roosevelt, one of the most wicked presidents we've ever had, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's son-in-law is quoted in a book. His book is entitled "My Exploited Father-in-Law." Oh, poor FDR! How terrible! He says, "For a long time, I felt FDR had developed many thoughts and ideas that were his own." Now, this just apply this to every president ever, okay? That ever has been in this country. For a long time, I felt, and the ones that went against it, well, you know. John F. Kennedy went against some of these things. I believe that from the research I've seen, and look what happened to him. For a long time, I felt FDR had developed many thoughts and ideas that were his own to benefit this country, the United States. But he didn't. Most of his thoughts, his political ammunition, as it were, were carefully manufactured for him in advance by the Council on Foreign Relations, the One World Money Group. See, they're just puppets on a string including Bush, brilliantly, with great gusto, like a fine piece of artillery, he, meaning FDR, exploded that prepared ammunition in the middle of an unsuspecting target, triggering the Great Depression of the late 1920s. The American people, uh, of the American people, and thus paid off and returned his international political support. It was all by design. The United Nations is but a long-range international banking apparatus set up for financial and economic profit by a small group of powerful one-world revolutionaries hungry for profit and power. The Great Depression was calculated, was the calculated shearing of the public by the world money powers, triggered by the planned sudden shortage of supply or by a supply of call money in New York, in the New York money market. The one world government leaders and their ever close bankers have now acquired full control of the money and credit machinery of the United States via the creation of the privately owned Federal Reserve Bank. It's privately owned. There's nothing federal about it. It's no more federal than Federal Express. Now, in light of all of the things that are happening to the American dollar right now, and how gas prices are skyrocketing in America, gold is going through the roof, as with silver, because, see, there's nothing that backs our money. It's really not worth the paper it's printed on. In light of all that happening, and you look back at the Great Depression, you know, that we were in reference to the late 1920s into the 1930s, that was created. What is going on right now with the dollar being devalued is created. It has been well, well known that what one of the main goals of the New World Order was to totally destroy the middle class of America. Particularly if they could destroy the praying middle class Christian Christians in America. 
these were some of the people, probably the main thing that was preventing the implementation of the New World Order. Well, if you're in America and all of a sudden the dollar doesn't buy anything anymore and it's been devalued, then you're in a bad situation. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is perfectly capable of protecting a born-again Bible-believing Christian in these types of situations. And next week we're going to be going over the subject of deliverance, New Testament giving, what is the concept of New Testament giving, as opposed to Levitical tithing. We're going to be going over some of these subjects next week. And because it kind of relates to this subject, because so much of what I go over is, 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 if you just take it at face value, provoking fear of man, or fear of the world. And the fear of man bringeth a snare. Okay? So, we don't want to be in fear of man, we want to be in fear of God. But we also want to be in right standing with God, so when the time comes, like the Bible says, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all these things that are coming upon the world. Well, it's one thing to pray, but it's also another thing to be in right standing before God so that you can actually get your prayers answered. So we're going to be, and I know I've, I've talked about this before somewhat, but there's a lot of different facets to this. So we're going to be doing a study on that next week. Now, let's go ahead and let's explore this World Goodwill organization, who is, who is a subsidiary of Lucifer Trust, now known as Lucius Trust. Okay, so this World Goodwill is an... Or now, I'm reading right now from their website. Okay, this is not biased. I'm not making this up. This is from their website, which is within the LuciusTrust.org website. Okay. World Goodwill is an organized movement founded in 1932. It's been around for a long time. To help establish right human relations and solve humanity's problems... Through the constructive power of goodwill, World Goodwill's activities are essentially educational. Actually, they're essentially brainwashing. The principles of World Goodwill. The work of World Goodwill is based on the principles of brotherhood. Well, yeah, the great white brotherhood of Lucifer. Sorry, I, they didn't want to get that specific, probably, but I inserted that in there. Anyway, the principles of brotherhood, human unity sharing and cooperation, and on the fundamental rights and freedoms embodied in the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights. See, they know it's best for us. World Goodwill is a world service organization practicing the principles of economic, of, of non-discrimination in a race, religion, ideology, and political and economic convictions. Hey, Sure, they're non-discrimination, ultimately, as long as you take the mark of the beast. When, when Aaron Russo, they showed that, that interview with Aaron Russo, and he said he got together with, uh, I think it was Nick Rockefeller or whatever, and, and Aaron was like, well, what's your ultimate goal with this whole thing? What is, what is ultimately the goal of all of this? And he said to get everybody chipped. That's what he said. Rockefeller. To get everybody chipped. Well, if you were Satan, and you were trying to get the maximal amount of people to hell as possible, because that's all he can do. That's what, what other can be his goal? Misery loves company? He can't go to heaven. He can't redeem himself. His fate is sealed. We're created in God's image as humans. So what is he trying to do? He's trying to get as many people to hell as possible. 
That's what this whole life is about, isn't it? Either you end up in heaven or you end up in hell. You can just boil it down to that thing. Well, if you take the mark, you're doomed to hell. It's not like the Left Behind series is telling you where you can take the mark as long as you really didn't mean it. It doesn't work that way. You're doomed to hell. And then the lake of fire. At the great right throne judgment. Period. That's it. As long as you take the mark of the beast, yeah, they're not going to discriminate against you. But see, that's the ultimate goal. To get everybody chipped. Don't take the mark unless you want to go to hell. And I know you don't want to go to hell. Of course, you need to be saved. You need to be born again prior to any of that. Okay? Now, the purposes of world goodwill has three main purposes. Number one, to help mobilize the energy of goodwill. Enough with the goodwill. You know? Anyway. Two, to cooperate in the work of preparation for the reappearance of the Christ. Okay. Hmm, we're going to talk more about that. And to educate public opinion on the causes of major world problems and to help create the th thought form of solution. Thought form. That's a, that's a word you need to use more of, Doug. Really. I, I was just thinking that earlier. Anyway, World Goodwill is an accredited non-governmental organization with the Department of Public Information of the United Nations. It's within the United Nations. Okay. It maintains informal relations with the certain of the specialized agencies and with a wide range of economic and international non-governmental organizations. World Goodwill is an activity of the Lucius Trust, which is on the roster of the United Nations Economic and Social Council. One big, happy, satanic family. It is financed solely by voluntary contributions. Who's that? The New World Order globalist elite? Okay. Now, then this next section in this, this is of the World Goodwill's purpose and objectives. That's what we're reading from right now off their website. This next section is entitled The Will to Good. There are six recognitions that can provide a basis for realizing these purposes and objectives. Number one, humanity is not following a, ha a haphazard or, un or an uncharted course. There is a plan. The plan has always existed and is part of the greater design of the cosmos. Now they're not talking about the biblical plan of the Bible. Okay? The plan, now this would be in line with the ancient astronaut theory or intelligent design. Okay? which states, and I've done whole teachings on this that you can access online or you can email me, I'll email them to you. But what you can do on any of my teachings, if I mention something like ancient astronaut or intelligent design, go to my website, go to the homepage, and put in the keywords. There's a little search bar that will search every one of my sermons, the, the titles and any keywords, and it will come up. And So that way you can have them right there at your fingertips. When they talk about this plan has always existed and is part of the greater design of the cosmos, let me translate what that means. It's not the biblical plan of the Bible. What it is in reference to is the ancient astronaut theory or intelligent design, which, if the truth be known, what that means is that these aliens, these, these things posing as aliens, are really highly evolved beings. They are on another astral plane, where are actually our creators, 
these ascended masters. And we're like their big science project. They created billions and billions of years ago and kind of evolved into what it is today. And as a result of that, we've messed things up so bad that they've got to come back finally to police their little science project. That's what they're telling to these people through the channelings, through the psychics, through the mediums, through Hollywood. That's what they're saying through these alien abductions. So bear that in mind. That's a big, gigantic part in lie of the coming deception. Remember, God said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 regarding the end times that God would send the strong delusion. That they, would, uh, that they would believe a lie. That they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth and had pleasure in unrighteousness. So please bear in mind, it's very important what that you're, it's very, very important thing that you are embracing truth. Because if not, you're being deceived. And if you're being deceived, the Bible says that you're going to be, unfortunately, damned to hell. God would send the strong delusion that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth. Okay? So, I'm just saying, it's very, very important what truth you're embracing. Ultimately, the most important truth is the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? But there is a gigantic deception afoot here. And it's going to deceive the whole world. And then the Antichrist is going to come with all lying signs and wonders to boot. Which is really going to deceive people. God's going to permit it to happen though. He said he was. So then, continuing with this article, it says, The plan has worked out through evolutionary developments of the past. Remember what I said? We've kind of evolved into this state. We're like this big science project. And because of the special impetus given it from time to time by the great leaders, teachers, and intuitives of the human race known as these Ascended Masters. I, I inserted that. Now, the second tenet here is of this world goodwill is there is an inner spiritual government on the planet known under such different names as the spiritual hierarchy, the society of the illuminated minds, or Christ, or his, and his church. Christ and his church? Yeah, they got to take credit for everything. According to various religious traditions, um, oh, according to various re religious traditions, humanity is never left without spiritual guidance or direction under the plan. The third tenet of this, well, hold on, let me just stop there real quick, though. I'm going to read that last sentence. There is an inner spiritual government of the planet known under such different names as the spiritual hierarchy, the society of illuminated minds, or Christ and his church. Why would, why would you bring... See, they're implying Jesus Christ, aren't they? Yeah. And his church. I mean, when you, when you say Christ and his church, then you're really implying Jesus Christ. It's one thing to say the Christ. But it's another thing to say Christ and his church. Okay? So... The main deception they want to pull off and foist is against the church. Why, why would they want to key on little old us? The little old remnant that's here. Because that's all that's here is a remnant. This stuff that you're seeing going on at Joel Osteen's and, and, and Benny Hinn and all this other stuff. God doesn't have anything to do with that. It's unbiblical. 
These men are greedy of filthy lucre. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're hirelings. And what does a hireling do it for? The money. That have no true love for the sheep. And it's part of the strong delusion that God said he was going to send and permit. Why? Because everything that can be shaken will be shaken. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats, the whole nine yards. But this hierarchy, this spiritual hierarchy, the society of illuminated minds, okay, these are what they're in reference to here, are these ascended masters, primarily. And we've, I've done whole teachings on this, okay, that you can go back and reference. I'm going to add this. What I try to do is, as I have teachings that relate to one another, I try to put them all in the same email, so that if someone inquires about a given subject, I can email them all my teachings on that particular subject so they can have them all. This one I'm doing right now will be added to, to that packet I've already started on this particular subject. Now, point three. The widespread expectation that we approach the age of Maitreya, that's a quote, and it's even quoted in their website, it's called the age of Maitreya. Hmm. Why are they called the age of Maitreya? Well, it's the age that they believe we're going into right now. Remember that song from the 60s? This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. We're coming out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. This is the age of Maitreya. And they continually use the word Maitreya. They're not using the, the age of Prince Charles or whoever else is the current flavor of the day for Antichrist. They always use the word either Christ or Maitreya. So let me read this again. The widespread expectation that we approach the age of Maitreya is known in the East when the world teacher and the present head of the spiritual hierarchy, the Christ, see, he's the current head, Maitreya. That's what they're saying, not what I'm saying, that's what they're saying. The current head, is when the world teacher and the, the present head of the spiritual hierarchy, the Christ, will reappear among humanity to sound the keynote of the new age. That's what they're waiting for. That's the whole goal of, of Lucius Trust, the United Nations, all of these wicked people, these elite globalists that have billions and billions of dollars, this world goodwill, that's what they're really, really after. At least that's the thing they're really, really after as far as on their next... The next on the agenda of the occult calendar is the appearance of the New Age Christ. It's that important to them. And they know it's going to happen. Most Christians, well, you know, there's a lot of mixed things out there. We mentioned that earlier. In regard to what they're expecting. Now, this Lord Betray has already appeared. He's appeared probably hundreds of times at this point. But he only does it, it only does so to small groups. The first time he appeared, and I did a whole teaching on this, was in Nairobi, Kenya, 1988-89, in that time frame. And he appeared to, to, the first people he ever appeared to were to supposedly Christians. They were really, from what I could gather, radical charismatic Pentecostals. And again, I've done seven part teaching on Maitreya that you would want to reference to know more about that. Now number four in their plan, there are millions of mentally alert and women in all parts of the world who are in rapport with the plan. 
and work to give it expression. They are people in whom the consciousness of humanity as one interdependent is alive and active. They regard the many differing national, religious, and social systems in which they serve as modes of expanding human consciousness in ways by which humanity learns needed lessons. Their primary function is, through their living example, to give humanity a new and better vision of what life should be. Give me a stinking break on this. Oh, I know. It's uh, See, I, I really left out a lot today on their New Age love drivel because that's all you see when you see this. Because they wrap their draconian agenda in dripping, oozing love speech. And it makes it hard for the average person to look at this information and come to any conclusion that they're bad. Because, oh, look at all their love and unity and peace and tolerance. That's what we need. They want to do away with poverty, disease, and all this other stuff. When they're the ones that actually created it. <laughs> now, I understand that, you know, sin entered into the world and, and it's not like the Garden of Eden anymore. But I'm telling you, if the truth be known, the main people that are creating misery on this world through their father, the devil, and through the demons and devils that operate and emanate through them, are these globalist elite behind the the United Nations and these other organizations we're talking about. They're the main culprits. And yet they're saying the very opposite of... But see, that's the essence of Luciferianism. A Luciferian is different than a Satanist because a Luciferian believes I really need to try at least to appear to balance my good deeds with my bad deeds. So on the front, the United Nations looks like this wonderful, benevolent organization. At least that's how they're trying to present themselves. But in reality, they're doing all of this unbelievably horrific stuff behind the scenes. And pushing us toward, you know, the New World Order, the One World, the Antichrist, the whole nine yards. Going back to this article, there is no group so likely... Now, there's, this is what World Goodwill is saying about itself... There is no group so likely to ensure that humanity achieves this most difficult goal as the men and women of goodwill. Provided they can overcome inertia, they are in a key position requiring only courage to express goodwill and to initiate action to prepare for the new world order. That's what they're saying. I'm quoting from this site here. Now, this next section we read, The hope for the future lies in the hands of men and women of goodwill. Now, when they say that, they're talking about their organization, Goodwill, World Goodwill. And again, there's no shortage of ego here. They're saying the hope for the future lies in the hands of the men and women of goodwill? What a lie from the pit of hell that is. Leaders, managers, technical experts, and specialists in all areas of life are relatively helpless without the massed cooperation of the people of goodwill. Oh, you know, I really wasn't aware of that. I guess I just need to throw in the towel, because I'm relatively helpless, according to them. We, we all are, without them. But see, this seems stupid to read this right now, and asinine, in, in regard to the, the amount of pride and ego that they have to say such things like this. But think about this. What if next week we have an avian flu outbreak and a terrorist nuke on the United States? These are all absolutely plausible things. What if, what if we have a series of natural disasters? Just look what happened in Atlanta yesterday. In Georgia. In New York. 
just yesterday. What if we have a whole bunch of these disasters, and men's hearts fail them for fear, and from my research and my resources, when this goes down, it's going to go down in a big way, and it's going to go down very, very quickly, if the globalist elite have their way, if God permits. Because they're going to try to polarize, create an event and polarize humanity so that what humanity will do is say, I don't care what we have to do, what we have to sign, what we have to take. We'll do whatever it takes as long as you make it stop. And also have this in conjunction with the dollar and the economy collapsing. And that's not, if the dollar collapses, it's going to be, it's going to affect worldwide. Okay? Now, in that environment, when you read a statement like this, where they say we're relatively helpless without the mass cooperation of the people of goodwill, well, yeah, because we're going to go, humanity's going to go begging to these types of world global organizations, and guess what? They're going to have the answer. And most likely, they pretty much created the situation. They can control weather. We went over that last week in the Avion Flu presentation. They can control the economy. They can control the political environment. They can control outbreaks and things of this nature. Now, if God permits them to do it, you know, and then they're going to say, well, we have the answer, don't worry. Little chattel people. Little sheeple people, don't worry. We got the answer here. Yes, certain freedoms are going to need to be given up. And certain intrusions into your own privacy are going to have to be, you know, but we have the answer, so don't, never fear. The UN is here. Now, the next section... What's, oh, I know, I meant, I meant it to rhyme. I, actually, uh, oh, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Now, we talked about this, this thing about point three, where it said the widespread expectation that we approach the age of Maitreya, okay, and when the present world teacher, present head of the spiritual hierarchy, the Christ, will reappear among humanity to sound the keynote of the new age. Who are they talking about? Well, I believe they're talking about Lord Maitreya, who has a United Nations-sponsored website called Share International. Again, I did a seven-part teaching on this. Now, I'm just going to read an excerpt from his site. This is from his homepage. This is from Lord Maitreya's homepage at Share International. I'm not making this up. I'm reading directly off his site. He has this little excerpt that says, Commercialism has humanity by the throat. And it's squeezing every generous thought and gesture out of their lives. The souls of men can endure little more of this oppression and are crying aloud in their agony and frustration. And this is created by these globalists. And yet they're saying, well, we, we so sympathize with you, even though we're creating the situation. We're being set up right now with this dollar. We, Americans have mortgaged everything to the hilt, have everything on credit, which is all unbiblical. The Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. Period. Well, yeah, but Jesus didn't live in our... I guarantee you, Jesus wouldn't have been going down to the savings and loans and making loans. Guaranteed. No biblical precedent for it whatsoever to do it. So, we're in this situation, okay, and most people that call themselves Christians are no different than, than the regular people in the secular world, not, not a bit, 
and all their preachers of preachers prosperity is going to get better and better and better. Everything's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Dominionism or whatever. Or we're going to be pre-trip raptured out here. Everything's going to be fine. And we're being set up for a fall. Because if the, if the dollar, which is being devalued more by the day, when it crashes totally, your money may not be able to buy anything. There's been times in other economies worldwide where you could have a wheelbarrow full of money and want to buy a loaf of bread. When you see gold and silver coming up like it is, that's a sign that the dollar is be being devalued. And then the gas prices keep going up. Why? Because our dollar is having less and less buying power. Food's going up. Everything. We're being set up. We've been being set up for this for a long, long time. This could go down. It is going down as we speak. But when it says here, men can endure little more of this oppression and are crying aloud in their agony and frustration. I really believe and I've said this before, out of the ashes of World War III, this Lord Maitrey is going to come. He's going to have the solutions. But he's not going to come until this world has been squoze. I don't know what word you'd use. Put in a vice. See, pain is a tremendous motivator. It really is. There's different kinds of pain. There's economic pain pocketbook pain, there's physical pain, there's mental anguish, there's being hungry, there's being thirsty, there's different kinds of pain. Pain is a tremendous motivator though. They're going to put humanity through as much pain, I believe, as possible to usher in the Maitreya, the Christ, the false Christ, because they're going to want maximal What's the word I'm searching for? They're, they're going to want maximal approval when he comes on the scene. See, people that are on the fence now, who aren't hurting, they might not have any motivation to embrace this false Christ when he comes on the scene. But if they have been motivated through a boatload of pain in their life, and agony as they say, these men crying aloud in their agony and frustration, and there's a lot of people that live in third world countries that this is their life. In China, in these types of places, this is their life. In Russia, these third world countries, they are in agony and frustration and are crying aloud every day. They don't even have food to eat or water to drink. And we in America have always had those things, pretty much. By comparison with the rest of the world, we're spoiled rotten brats in America, myself included. I'm not holding anyone here to hire, and I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, myself included. Start with me, Scott Johnson. We don't have a clue what it's like. I admit, I don't have a clue. I have fasted. I have done those types of things, but it was voluntarily. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about this next week, about getting obtaining God's deliverance in these types of things. Okay. And again, I don't want to act as though God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is not on the throne because He's perfectly capable of delivering people. But I'm saying for the most part, Americans are spoiled, rotten brats. We don't have a clue what it's like. And because we don't have a clue, when this does go down, you wait. You wait and see what America's going to be like. See, during the Depression, 
of the Great Depression of the 1930s, I believe those people were in a different mindset. They weren't spoiled rotten brass like we are in America. They weren't. They weren't mortgaged up to the hilt. They didn't have credit cards. They weren't all addicted to medications like pretty much we are, vaccinated out the gills, eating junk food all the time, putting 52 octane fuel in their car and expecting it to run right. Is that, That's the essential of eating the wrong foods all the time. They hadn't, you know, do we know what it's like in America to crucify our flesh? The Bible says, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections of the lust thereof. We're gonna, again, I'm going to be talking more about this next week. Not because I'm mad at anybody, but because we, we need to know this information. I need to know it. I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not judging you, I'm not holding you to a higher accountability, I hold myself. Because I know I've had it good. Compared. Comparatively, worldwide. So the Share International website, this Lord Matreya website, says, in the midst of war, fear, and famine, new hope is, is in the world for us all. And that is going to be the crux of when Matreya makes his appearance. In the midst of war, fear, and famine. He's telling you right now what it's going to, when, when he's really going to make his appearance. When men are crying out in agony, fear, famine, World War III is going to bring a lot of fear on people. Now let me read you this. This is straight from his website. Many now expect the return of their awaited teacher. Whether they call him the Christ. Isn't that what just this website just said? The Christ? The UN sponsored Lucius Trust website? Yeah. Whether they call him the Christ, the Messiah, the fifth Buddha, Krishna, Imam Mahdi. I had a lady really tear me apart on that one. Oh boy, she went after me on that one. Imam Mahdi. I was saying Imam Mahandi. I'm sorry. It was Imam Mahdi. Thank you for letting me know on that, because I was saying it wrong. But anyway, or the Imam Mahdi. Millions now know that the teacher who fulfills all these expectations is already living among us. Maitreya, the world teacher, has not come alone, but with a group of wise teachers. These are the ascended masters who have long guided humanity from behind the scenes. And guess when they show up? Guess who they're going to show up with? Oh, the little green men? The aliens? The UFOs? You betcha. Why do you think we've been set up for all this stuff? You think Hollywood's done all this brainwashing for no reason? See, they're going to have all the answers. We don't have the answers right now, do we? The government hasn't made what they call official disclosure yet, even though there's hundreds of UFO sightings basically per day across America and in other parts of the world. It's been a big cover-up, right? Well, when these awaited teachers and the Christ show up, Lord Maitreya, they're going to have all the answers. And again, see my teaching on the ancient astronaut theory. They're going to say that they created us. And that we can be gods just like them and ascend to a higher plane. And that's why they're here, to help us with our ascension. The only thing they're going to do for you is help you descend into hell. That's it. That's all they can offer you. They're liars from the pit of hell. That's all they are. That's all they can do is lie. 
Now, they are returning to the everyday world to help us solve our most critical global problems. So I said, the global problems are going to reach a critical mass when they come back. That's how it's going to be. Maitreya is not a religious leader, but an educator in the broadest sense. Well, I would have to debate that as well. He's going to have a lot to do with religion. He is here to inspire us to create a new era based on sharing and justice so that all may have the basic necessities of life. Food, shelter, health care, and education. Which, for the broad masses, is a gigantic thing. It's going to be like a gigantic welfare program under the sponsorship and guise of the United Nations. We're going to, you're going to depend on them for everything. Big Brother... That's what they want. Total control. Now, is this something you might want to be praying about? Yeah, sure is. But how many churches around you know, the world or whatever are saying, okay, we see this evil, we identify it. Let's get on our knees and pray about it. You know? But that doesn't happen. They're praying for, well, you know, God, I, I need a new car. I'm talking more in America. Or I need this, or I need that. I'm not saying everybody, and particularly the people that listen to these these shows. I know that, that you're most likely at a totally different level than the average Christian. But I'm saying for the most part, in, in the broadest sense of the term. And then it, it ends by saying, His open mission in the world is about to begin. This is this devil, devil betrayer. As Maitreya himself has said, soon, now, very soon, you will see my face and hear my words. You know what he says that they're going to have? It's going to be called the Day of Declaration. When he's going to telepathically transmit this message to all the people worldwide, and I believe holographically, supposedly, appear in the sky. We've got the technology now to do that and pull that off. Through Project, Project Bluebeam and these types of things. Now, can you imagine if this devil makes his... Appearance in, under those conditions, we're, at, we're in the midst of World War III, we've got famine, we've got pestilence, most likely avian flu, or maybe Ebola, who knows. We've got suitcase nukes going off, we've got the economy crea- crashing. We need to have somebody with some answers come and step up to the plate. And here comes Devil Betraya with his ascended master buddies, and they've got all the answers, and they can make peace in the Middle East, which nobody else has been able to do. And you see his face, and you hear him telepathically. Yeah, you're going to be impressed. Remember, the Bible says that the Antichrist is going to come with all lying signs and wonders. And that's the primary way which he's going to deceive the world, through the lying signs and wonders. Get ready. It's coming. Now, this next part of, we're going back now to this world uh, goodwill. This is next part is entitled, The Appearance of the Christ. This is a time of preparation, not only for a new civilization and culture in a new world order, but also for the coming of the new spiritual dispensation. Humanity is not following an uncharted course. There is a divine plan in the cosmos of which we are part. At the end of the age of human resources and established institutions, Okay, at the end of an age, resources and established institutions seem inadequate to meet the world needs and problems. And that's exactly the environment they're creating. 
At such a time, the advent of a teacher, a spiritual leader or avatar, which is like a god-like figure, at such a time, now this is at such a time when all of our own resources and all of our human stuff we've tried to do hasn't worked, right? Okay? At such a time, the advent of a teacher, capital T, a spiritual leader or avatar is anticipated and invoked by masses of humanity in all parts of the world. Invoked? What is... Isn't it like an invocation? They invoke things in witchcraft? Don't they invoke spirits? Stuff like that? Yeah. Calling upon a spirit in order for some benefit. When a witch places a spell or summons a demon from another plane of existence by casting a, a hexagram on the ground, they're invoking the spirit. Okay, so, this avatar, this, this advent of this teacher, is, is anticipated and invoked. And invoking would imply also, from a witchcraft, inviting, begging, asking, the masses of humanity in all parts of the world. I don't believe God's going to permit it to happen unless all the masses are invoking Him. Because remember, God's still on the throne. But when God sees it gets to that point, you know what He's going to say? He's going to let us have it our way. Of course, I'm not going to be invoking Him. And you're not going to be, if you're listening to this, or you, hopefully you're not. Unless you're a witch or something, listening to me. And if you are, you need to get saved. But anyway... This is something that humanity is going to beg for. Because remember, we're going to be in a vice. They're going to try to put us in a vice, in as much as God will permit it. Today, the reappearance of the world teacher, or the Christ, is expected by millions. Not only by those of Christian faith. Oh, why did they key on us first? Oh, so... Who in the Christian faith right now is expecting Jesus Christ to bodily appear? Well, the Christian Zionists, who are essentially are of the Dominionist... No, 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 they're not. Christian Zionists are more of a pre-trib view. Okay? Then there's the basic pre-tribbers, and then you have the, the Dominionists who believe that, no, we're just going to make things so good that Christ is going to come. have no choice but to come back. All of them are really... Not even worrying about the tribulation, period. Okay, that, that particular camp. Those particular camps that I mentioned. Um, but they're saying here, today the reappearance of the world teacher of the Christ is expected by millions. Not only those of the Christian faith, and again, those are the dominionist, pre-trib, Christian Zionist camps. I could be leaving out a lot of others, I'm sorry, but those are... Some of the main ones. Not only those of the Christian faith, but by those of every faith who expect the avatar under other names. What are these other names? Well, the Lord Maitreya is number one. Now this is what this UN-sponsored site is saying. Of, of the United Nations. Lord Maitreya being the first one. The second one is Krishna. The second one is or third Messiah, Imam Mahdi, and Bodhish, how do you say it? Bodhishava? I don't know. Oh, I know I'm going to get just nailed on that one. I'm sorry. Bodhishava is another one. And also the fifth Buddha. 
was kind of my favorite. I, I, I've always been pulling for the fifth Buddha. No, just kidding. Sorry. Anyway, um, so here on this website, they're saying the exact same thing. I just read you off Lord Matreya's website, didn't I? Didn't I just read that? What did, what did Lord Matreya's website say? It says right here, this is, the, this is the first line of his homepage. It says, many now expect the return of their awaited teacher. Whether they call him the Christ, Messiah, the fifth Buddha, Krishna, Imam Mahdi. Millions now know that the teacher, capital T, who fulfills all these expectations is already living among us. His name is Lord Maitreya. He lives in a suburb of London. That's what they say. I haven't visited him lately. I don't know. He hasn't invited me over for coffee yet. I hear though, I have heard this one time, and I can't verify this because I wasn't there, I said, but I have heard that if you come into his presence, there was these couple people that actually had a, I don't know, sit down with them or whatever, and they say when you come into his presence, you have this unbelievable conviction and feeling, of course if you're a born again Christian, have the Holy Spirit living inside you, this Shouldn't, wouldn't happen, but as a non-Christian, you have this unbelievable feeling to fall down and worship this guy. And that's what people do when they get into his presence. It's that powerful. <clears throat> but his website and this UN, United Nations website, are saying the exact same thing. Again, kind of, you know, do the math here. Okay, now I've come to a point where I really don't want to go any further. I'm going to go ahead and go to the second part here. And uh, we'll continue this in a second.